1: Iran and Turkey will show us today what it means to call evil good and good evil. The U.S. is considering going all in on lawlessness when it comes to a Palestinian state. And does Canada have a mental illness problem or is it spiritual illness? Those are just some of the problems and illnesses we'll talk about as we explore the signs of the times. Our weekly review of Bible prophecies in the world's news for Friday, February 9th. 2024 Bob Johnson insurance, a full service independent agency featuring Erie insurance products can't solve your problems or illnesses, but they have insurance policies for both for a no obligation quote. You can call them by phone at 865-922-3111 or online at Bob Ins. It's Signs of the Times anytime for you, though. You can hear us, see us, or share us, ask Pastor Mark a prophecy question, or subscribe to our podcast when you visit thewaymedia.net. Then click Signs of the Times, or you can do the same right on our Way Media app. And now, here to ask why there's an expiration date on sour cream is Pastor Mark, whose neighbor came over banging on his front door at 3 a.m. Can you believe it? Well, luckily, Pastor Mark was still up playing the drums. <laughs> yeah, that was good. You're right. And if, if I had to been up, I'd have never heard him.
0: That's right. Yeah, that was just um, that was great. Just just fortunate. Throwing away sour cream. I found yes. some that was yeah, you bad. You found, in the found the something fridge. that was bad.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have got uh, lots of things to talk about. We've got a good listener email that we will get to later. But first. We are going to go to Israel by way of some America content. Yes. Uh, because it really, you know, uh, and we were talking about this before the show. It's it's really three categories in one. It's really anti-Semitism. It uh, has to do with America, and it has to do with Israel. That's right. The nation itself, not just... General hatred of the Jews. Yes. Our first article uh, in our multi-blended category is from Breitbart.com, where a report says that Blinken and Biden are considering a unilateral recognition of a Palestinian state. So basically, Pastor Mark, that means like we're just going to bypass everyone and just do this.
0: Bypass Israel. We don't care what you think. We're going to do what we want. We're going to say that your property over there that God gave you belongs to somebody else. And you know what? They're messing with God, they're going to be in big trouble. You can't mess with God and God's land and not get in trouble. And know that maybe uh blinken doesn't believe in in jesus of the bible maybe president biden doesn't either or they don't or else they don't know the bible i don't know which it is it's one of the two and i'm not being um critical against my leaders i'm stating a fact if you know the bible you cannot mess with the land of israel because god said i gave it to the jews and i gave it to them and when you start trying to take it away that's why there is no palestinian state it belongs to israel and so this is again us messing in places we shouldn't mess with it's one thing where you do something that's not wise, uh, maybe for the nation. It's another thing when you get uh, in God's face and say, you know what, God, we're going to do this. And I don't care what you say or what you think. Listen to what it says. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken reportedly asked the State Department to review options. For a unilateral recognition of a Palestinian state at the end of the war between Hamas and Israel, a major break from past U.S. policy and from Israel. In other words, we don't care. We're just going to declare, Hey, this land right here, um, you know, it's not yours. It belongs to Palestine, whoever they are. We're giving it to them. And that's what we're going to do. No, God said, I gave it to Israel. Look what it says. Um, Barack Ravid of Axios reported, and I quote, while U.S. officials say there's been no policy change. Yeah, right. The fact that the State Department is even considering such options signals a shift in thinking within the Biden administration on possible Palestinian statehood recognition, which is highly sensitive, no kidding, both internationally and domestic. For decades, U.S. policy has been to oppose the recognition of Palestine as a state both bilaterally and in UN institutions and distressed Palestinian statehood should only be achieved through direct negotiations between Israel and the Palestinian Authority. The story almost certainly leaked deliberately, and I believe it was, from the State Department comes as Blinken prepares his visit to Israel. Though Blinken expressed sympathy for the Israeli people, he's also tried to redirect Israel's military response, or restrict it rather, and has lately become adamant about forcing Israel to accept a Palestinian state, which would be a major win for Hamas, which would achieve the outcome after the mass murder of civilians. Blinken has even blamed the Israelis for being intransient on the Palestinian state, um, uh, in yes, the truth is that nearly two thirds of the Israelis had supported such a state in 2012, but now nearly two thirds oppose one because of the way Hamas turned Gaza into a terror base. This is such a mess, Greg. Um, let me get back to basics. Uh, Genesis 12:3. I'll bless those who bless Israel. I'll curse those who curse Israel. Um, when we start stepping in and saying, you know, we're going to take the, lo- the land that God gave to you eternally, and we've decided, as mankind on the earth created by God, who is under you, and by the way, in sin and rebellion, we're going to give it to somebody else. But well, we're messing with a very serious landowner here. We're messing with the God of the universe. And God doesn't take kindly to that. And I do believe you're going to see maybe some shifting of lands in the last days. They're already divided up over there. Uh, Joel three talks about the fact that God's going to judge them for dividing up his land. Greg, it looks like we're going to be a part very possibly of God's judgment for dividing up the land. Maybe this won't happen, but I think they are on this kind of collision course where we're just going to do what we want. We don't care what Israel says. And remember me telling you when Israel said to them, we're not going to stop fighting Hamas. I said, that's going to make America mad. The pride of the leadership is going to get mad because you always do what we say. No, not this time. This time we're going to defend ourselves. We're going to fight Hamas. And so I think this is a prideful response in just saying, you know what? We're going to go in and just, just defy you. We're going to defy God because we are our own God. And we're going to do what we want. We're messing. This is going to be a real mess for our nation. It grieves my heart and we better repent. It better not
1: happen. Well, you know what's interesting as I think about this, if the United States declares, and they, they can't, they can, I don't know what they mean by unilaterally, are they going to go to the United Nations and get this declaration? You know, I'm sure they'll try to do that. Or they're just going to make the declaration themselves, For sure, ceremoniously.
0: America, for sure, we will say, hey, we're the greatest country in the world. We recognize there's Palestine. We're going to start dealing with them now, doing trade with them, domestic. Here's their borders. Give us their leader. He's going to come over for Congress. Things come over. It'll be just like another a nation. That's what's going to happen for sure. Now, where it's going to go beyond that, you look, do you think if America does that, that there's going to be not a huge portion of the rest of the world that's going to fall right in line? they hate israel already you think the un's not going to do that of course they are
1: well we know that underneath the headlines what hamas and hezbollah uh, by proxy iran and everyone else over there that hates israel they don't at the end of the day they don't want a two-state solution as much as they want israel annihilated right that's right now would they Would they accept a two state solution just so they can have geographically a closer foothold to the remainder of the land in order to attack it well um, or or I, my mind keeps going back to what Ronnie Simon shared when he was here um, sharing that what happened there in one thousand nine hundred and forty seven where Israel had um, agreed to a two state solution. And the Arabs rejected it. That's right. So I, I, I'm just, I'm just asking openly. Do you think if, if this really was going to happen, you right. know, when everyone, you, do you think that that side would actually agree to it, or would they find a way to reject it so they could keep fighting? Well, here's the, here's the
0: double-edged sword of this. Historically, they've always rejected. No, we will not have a two-state solution. Every time they've rejected it, even when they've gotten ninety some percent of what they wanted. So, so far, history-wise, they've never said yes. Could it change this time? Maybe if there's some strategic move where they think they can get in a better position to kill them all? Yeah, they might say, hey, if we take this portion of land that everybody's given to us, we can kill more Jews from here. That might be something they would do. The problem is, in order for there to be an agreement on it by them, Greg, there has to be um, uh, their agreement that they won't attack attack Israel and all these things. They're not going to do that. But here's the double-edged sword of it. So that's the one side. I don't know what's going to happen other than so far they never have. They don't want peace or a two-state solution. They want the Jews dead. And unless they thought they could kill them better, they'd never do it. But here's the weird thing. Whether or not they agree or don't agree, America's just going to say, yep, that's yours. Whether you agree or not with Israel, whether you, with Israel, whether you agree, whether Palestinians, whether you agree, we say that land is yours and we're going to start treating you as a nation now. So they'll get all the benefits— of being treated as a nation and the world recognition and the world getting behind them while they can still sit there and say yes but we're still committed to killing the jews and whopping them all out we're not agreeing to anything on paper uh we're going to just we'll take all you give us it, it, it's almost like we'll take whatever you hand over to us that belongs to you just give it to us but we're not going to agree to any kind of payment we're just going to take it so you want to give it to us go ahead you know it, 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 it would it would be as absurd as saying you could just enter this country and our nation would just pay for all your needs it would be that absurd yeah. nobody would ever do that right but again that's what they're doing and so um, you know, it's it, it's uh, it's it's it, it, it's God's judgment. Yeah, it's it's um, a rebellion to God. I mean, I don't think Palestinian. I don't think they're going to go along with it, Greg. I think we're just going to do it anyway. It wouldn't yeah.
1: surprise me. Okay. Well, a two pronged approach here that we can kind of see from America. Uh, number one, you know, the potential to declare a Palestinian state unilaterally yet at the same time and I'm going to combine both of these articles together and you can talk about them as you will yes um and that has to do with now the America is going to now declare that Israel is in those parts of the land illegally. This first article is from Breitbart.com. Biden en route to Michigan issues anti-Israel executive order and exaggerates settler violence. That's dated February 1st. And then the next one from Israel Today dated February 5th. Who's really in control? Biden administration begins punishing jewish settlers so explain both because they all belong together
0: yeah now why would he do this on route to michigan michigan has the largest arab population in america
1: i was i was going to wonder if you were going to bring that up yes, yes they
0: do and so he's going there trying to see the whole threat is we're not going to vote for you because you're not standing up for us president biden so he's got to make some big political statement um to get them to back him greg History has shown us that when you make political decisions to please the people, it almost always backfires. Pilate did the same thing with Christ on that day. Mm -hmm. Crucify him. Crucify him. Why? What has he done? He's innocent. Israel hadn't done anything. Why should I condemn the settlers? They haven't done anything, and they haven't. And so, again, no, I don't care. I'm going to unilaterally condemn them, and we're going to do an executive order to do this order, because when he gets there, oh, you're our hero. Yes, oh, yes, thank you so much for doing that. Listen to what it says. President Joe Biden issued an executive order Thursday that purports to target so-called extremist settler violence in the West Bank, but whose terms are but whose terms are so broad that they could be used to impose sanctions on Israel-elected leaders and political parties. Mm. See, this is a door-in to say, well, we're going to do this against Netanyahu or against whatever. Hey, all we did was say we were going to back the settlers and do this law, but now you become lawless, Netanyahu. Now you become lawless, you Israel leaders. It is evil. It is wicked. The order was issued as President Biden made a trip to Michigan, uh, where Arab and Muslim Americans, again, the most in America, uh, voters have threatened not to support him in the key swing state, of the 2020 presidential election, uh, the order claims that there are high levels of violence directed by Jewish Israeli settlers against Palestinian residents of the West Bank, known to Israelis as Judea and Samaria. In fact, get this, such violence has not risen. And the statistics show this is nonsense. It's dwarfed by the violence of the Palestinians. Listen to this. Settler violence, according to the Israeli police in 2023, up to date now from 23 and 3 till now. The Palestinians have carried out 5,600 terror attacks in Judea and Samaria. That's a 16-day every day. That's that's a 16-day every day. In 2023, there have been 60 altercations between Palestinians and Israeli residents of Judea and Samaria. An analyst, David Weinberg, recently noted at the Jewish News uh, Synod, and I quote, There is no escalation or unprecedented wave of settler violence at all in Judea and Samaria. Under the cover even of the war in Gaza. The frenzied focus on settler terrorism, end quote, by the highest officials of Washington is simply based on fake news. And let me say, not only is it based on fake news, it's also based on politics. Again, I want those um, Arab voters to vote for him in Michigan. We need to win in Michigan. And so let's do that. Whoever the candidate is, I don't think it'll be President Biden, honestly. I don't think he'll be able, I think, you know if he's still alive. And I don't say that in a mean way. I mean, he, whether he's still alive or not, whether he can still function or not, I think they're going to have somebody in his place. But whoever it is, they want to win Michigan because it's it's a swing state. But this is just, it's it's absurd. And Greg, here's the thing that this adds to this absurdity. Again, this is us battling against the nation of Israel. And as long as we battle against the nation of Israel, as we said, we're just going to create more and more problems for ourselves because, um, you you know, it's, we're fighting against God. Now, again, the other article you read, who's really in control, the Biden administration and Jewish settlers. Listen to what it says by passing the Israeli legal system. And this is the key. Just in other words, we're going to pass our own law, regardless of Israeli law. I mean, who does he think he is? Do you think he's God? He's going to find out very quickly. He's not. The, the Biden White House used executive orders to force Israeli banks to freeze the assets of Jewish farmers. The administration, well, this is like, oh, my goodness. Ah. The administration of U.S. President Joe Biden has taken Israeli law into his own hands by issuing an executive order to stop, the use these banks to stop their funds. In this order issued last Thursday, the White House said it was imposing sanctions against persons undermining peace, security, and stability in the West Bank. Notably, the order of targets of the Jews, uh, the order, uh, the, the order rather, only targets Jews. It is only against Jews. It has done, it, if a Palestinian does anything, they're fine. Their bank accounts are fine. Nobody's going to bother. OK, but if a Jew does something, shut everything down. See, can you see the, the, the blatant bias, the blatant, just demonic stuff in this? The assets of senior Palestinian authority leaders, despite their demonstrable participation in incitement and violence against Israel, are left untouched. The order goes on to falsely claim, and I quote, high levels of extremist settler violence, Jews that is, forced to place, displacement of people in villages and property destruction. This is not true. The Biden administration said that the order was part of a more holistic approach to the Middle East conflict, which is a subtle way of saying it won't take Israel's side. And it must create balance by punishing the Jews. It should be pointed out, however, that none of the four men named by the White House have been convicted of any crimes by the Israeli judicial system. Under the concept of innocent until proven guilty in America, that is so championed by the United States, these men remain innocent. But President Biden has been judged and jury and convicted them and taken his own action against man's law and might I add against God's law. He's treading on thin ice. And look. I, I hope that President Biden gets saved. We'd we be praying for our president to give him wisdom and that he comes to Christ and gets saved. But it's the sad thing is, it's not just him that's bringing consequences on himself. When, when the president of a nation goes directly against God and against God's word, Greg, he brings the judgment on the entire nation. So we suffer the consequences. And that's what is so disheartening. I see
1: one person making decisions that affects over 300 million people. You know, the interesting dynamic in all of this and when i think about our country in our country's uh history of coming to israel's defense and being a friend to israel yeah and then you factor in um whatever the last what 20 years at least um under the under the cloak of political correctness under the um disguise of tolerance right that we have acquiesced um to a a an ideology, an ideology that goes against the tenets of America yeah. and what what we are to stand for. Yeah. And now I'm I'm seeing that in that story en route to Michigan coming home to roost. Because now he is potentially or at least seemingly by how the article plays itself out under an influence from a people group who holds to an ideology that is un-american right that is anti-israel right but in order to please a voter who clearly is not voting for the, 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 the integrity of america in That's terms right. of what it stands for you know i I think that 's part and parcel of how we can see America implode, how we can see America uh, fall into the other countries that will be um standing on the sidelines when Ezekiel plays itself out right, and right. this is and I think this is just part of how that will happen because now our resolve to do what 's right is now influenced by a voter base that doesn 't stand for the 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 morals and the and the constitution of what our country stands for yeah. but for another country
0: that's right it's not even america anymore it also shows me greg that our leadership doesn't care about the people right they care about themselves yeah it's not about what's best for the nation this is about president biden is saying what's best for me what's best for my party what's best for our power and our position so this is this is something where again the sad thing is in putting themselves in this place they're positioning themselves against god almighty and you will never win that you may have a temporary seeming victory but you're going to pay the consequence now and the sad thing is if you don't repent you pay the consequence
1: eternally yeah it's a scary place to be very much so ah! All right, as we look at Ezekiel 38 and 39, we head to Israel today to look at an article dated January 25th. Uh, this is according to uh, this the words from uh, Iran's president, I guess. Uh, Iran and Turkey have agreed to support Palestinian terror. Yep,
0: that's right. Again, that doesn't surprise us, but no. listen to what it says. Iran and Turkey have agreed to back terrorist organizations fighting against Israel. No surprise there. Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi uh, proclaimed on Wednesday following talks with Turkish, uh, Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Uh, speaking alongside Erdogan at the presidential palace in Ankara, Raisi said in the talks uh, Racy said, rather, in the talks we had uh, with the Turkish president, we both agreed to support Palestine, by the way, a place that doesn't exist. We both agreed to support the Islamic resistance in Palestine, again, a place that doesn't exist. According to Iran's semi-official new student news agency, you, you need somebody to kind of bear out the facts on these things. Uh, and I quote, we must seek the formation of a just world. Order. That got my attention, Greg. Mm. Everybody's talking about the world order and the world government. We'll see more of that today. But even in this article, they're using that. They don't care about that. They don't care at all. But if they can use it politically, they will. A just world order. And surely our cooperation with Turkey and with other countries, can be very effective in this regard," stated the Iranian leader. We have no doubt that measures should be taken against the Zionist regime. Again, why? Just because we hate Jews and we hate God. So they hate God, they hate Jews, and so again, you see, Greg, this spiritual cosmic battle. God is the victor by far. There's no real struggle with God and Satan, but you see Satan's resistance to God, and you see the spiritual battle, God saying, I'm God, I make these decisions. These are my chosen people. I'm bringing them back to the land. I've given them the land. And Satan's like, Oh yeah? No, we hate them. We're not going to do this. We're going to declare a Palestinian state. We're going to not, you know, we're going to fight against the Jews. We're going to reject God's word. We're going to take the land. You know, you can do that only for so long and God is gracious. But I mean, I have to admit, look. I want everyone saved and everyone to repent. But after a bit, when I see Satan doing so many ugly things for so long over and over and over, I will be happy to see that day when he's grabbed by the scruff of the neck and thrown into the lake of fire. And that's going to happen at the end of the thousand year reign of Christ to be locked up for a thousand years prior to that. But even seeing him locked up is going to be pleasant. And then once he's released just to be thrown in the lake of fire, again, uh, this fallen angel deserves everything he's brought on
1: himself. You know, it's an interesting thing, and maybe we can just talk about this for a quick minute, because when we think about these things, and, in, in, you know, clearly, you know, you're never one devoid of emotion when it comes to these things, yeah. rightfully so. But I'm just struck by the fact that, you know, God's not frustrated. I know he's not. He's not upset. He's, doing fine. He's not I mean I mean there there will be a time for his anger. Yeah. There will be a time for his wrath. Oh, yeah. It, God's word makes that very oh, clear. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and we to to see good prevail in that sense, we rejoice over that although the Bible does tell us don't rejoice over the wicked when they perish. Right. Don't rejoice over that. But you know, it's just an interesting dynamic. Yeah that, you know, we have that frustration and I'm, I'm imagining that God allows us to have that frustration to drive us to our knees in prayer for the things that he wants us to pray for that our emotions, you know, drive us to prayer. But I just think it's interesting that God's up there and it's like, you know, I'm not upset. I know exactly what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. Yeah. It's just interesting. He
0: has more self-control than we do. I mean, he's <laughs> yes. God. Yes. But again, he does. The Bible does say he stores up his wrath. And yes. And when it's time, he's going to gasp and roar and wipe them out. He will express yeah. himself. I think it's just us. You know, we we express ourselves maybe a little bit more before that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure God's upset. I know God's upset about this. But again, he probably is not as emotional as I am, obviously. Yeah.
1: Well, in all of us, too. And yeah. I mean, I just think that's a good thing to point out for people that where it it's the, their emotions are getting the best of them. Yeah. In terms of their Christian living, their walk with the Lord and things like that that we've That's got true. to remember that God it God his God's anger is for an appointed time right and it's going to happen yeah. but right now you know he's 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 long suffering he's patient that's right and so we just need to be attuned to what his spirit is doing at the moment so we can be doing likewise yeah yeah but and again yeah. i think the passion drives us i think oh, it's yeah, good to have absolutely. That passion absolutely it us. yeah i just think it's interesting
0: you may be all right a man or
1: let's take a look at some one world government news
0: they may call you doctor
1: uh, this is something, Pastor Mark, I haven't heard of before, or maybe I never paid attention, or maybe this is a new group or a new summit, and that is the World Government Summit. Yeah and they have gotten together this uh this article is dated February 7th from Gulf News. Yes. And they've announced details of their 2024 agenda. Everyone's got an agenda. What's there?
0: Yeah, Saudi Arabia. Interesting. We're seeing them get involved in these things in this whole world government. Now we know the Bible says in the last days there will be a world government. So when you read this, you know Greg as I even before I jump into the article as I was thinking about this, you know, for so many years, you know, I even go back 30 years, 35 years or whatever. Um you start talking about this and, and teaching on this and if you talk to them even 30 years ago to share with people and say there's going to be a one world government they kind of twist their head and say yeah okay you're kind of a crazy Christian whatever fanatic whatever um, you know uh, right wing whatever <laughs> but 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 it's happening yeah and for those who would ever doubt it if they've still alive when they've heard this over the years they have to be going wow these guys have been saying this for a long time and it's taking place. Not because these guys were saying it. God said it. These guys are just pointing it out. God says there will be a one-world government, Daniel chapter 2, as well as other places. And now we're seeing the calls for a one-world government. We're seeing the formulation of a one-world government. Greg, I think even the breaking down of the borders and just allowing anyone to come into America and Europe and other nations, that is a part of the world government goal because you don't want... Borders, nations have to disappear as far as their individuality and their borders. Their own sovereignty. It has to be one under the Antichrist, who is possessed by Satan, who can pretend he's God and rule over the world. So when you see this, the Bible's been saying it forever, now we're watching it happen. And now we have this mission and vision of the World Government Summit. And listen to their mission here. This is their mission of the World Government Summit, to inspire and enable the next generation of governments. Uh, the World Government Summit organization aspires to improve the lives of citizens across the world. Um, and this did I, did I leave this one in? This is one we dropped out. Yeah, literally. that's
1: the one we dropped out. I apologize.
0: Out. We had several of them, and I left that one in. This um, is article
1: number 11. Thank you very much. At. Okay, yeah. I
0: caught myself there. This is the world, same thing, World Summit, but we had so many yes. of them. We dropped one. Under the theme of Shaping Future Governments, This year's summit will anticipate future opportunities and challenges addressing the world's most pressing issues. Yeah, right. So let's come together as a world and let's solve the world's issues as a world. So you see what they're doing here, Greg, and you see what the enemy, it sounds great. Through its prominent agenda, WGS will discuss a common approach to improve governmental work and strengthen cooperation among governments worldwide. Additionally, it will focus on sharing knowledge, and expertise, and highlighting inspiring stories and models in governmental work. Hosting a brilliant lineup of keynote speakers, the summit is set to address future trends and shifts of the, on the global level, as well as ways to foster collaboration regionally and globally. In other words, becoming a world citizen becoming a one world government who who needs America who needs these countries we're all one we are the world we saw that spirit in that song years ago the whole Michael Jackson thing and Greg here it is it's happening and the world mindset is shifting that direction the Christians are the only ones standing. well not the only ones Christians are the most part standing against it and voicing our concern you have some other non-Christians like Elon Musk and others who are making their voice known for truly practical reasons as we'll see in a moment But once the Christians are gone, imagine when the rapture takes place and we're out of here, there's nothing holding back this one world government. Everybody's going to go along. And the way that the world is being destroyed economically, like look at our nation, because we're letting everyone in, whoever wants without any kind of anything, just anybody coming from all over the world and and our taxpayer money's paying for all their bills. Well, the problem is that only lasts till the money runs out. And then, when everything collapses, then you have chaos because all these people are expecting to get what they've always gotten. Americans don't have what they used to have. And now everybody's scrambling for food and for I mean, it's going to be rioting in the street. It's going to be a mess. We need a world leader to come in and straighten it all out. And that's where it's going to be a perfect stage setting for the Antichrist as this world government comes into place. So I find it interesting. And and, um, I, I just, it's amazing to watch. It's so normal now that we're used to it. But before it became so normal that we were used to it, you know, you would you'd cover the articles and you knew what the Bible said and you'd talk about it. But now, Greg, we are living in the Bible. It yeah. is literally happening right now around us. And I'm kind of watching this guy it's kinda of surreal, it's like have you guys read the Bible? I mean, yeah. do y'all know what you're doing? Do you understand what's happening? But everybody just keeps right on down the path because God said it would happen,
1: and it is. Well, if you think the problems that government has created are bad, just wait until you see their solutions. <laughs> yes, that's true. Right. Uh, and, right. and one person who doesn't want to see the solutions of a one-world government is Elon Musk. That's this right. This is from Fox Business. Now... I I want to say it's prophetic, because this is dated February 15th on the article, and today is February 9th, so I'm sure that could be a typo. I'm sure that's a typo on their part, but nevertheless, Elon Musk says a single world government could lead to the end of civilization. And he said this at the World Government Summit. Well, and that's what I capitalized, Greg, in
0: that um, headline. I've got the word at, capitalized, because he didn't just say it. He said it at, at the yes. world government. He goes to the world government summit and goes, guys, this is a bad, bad decision.
1: Idea. <laughs> now go I mean, buy a Tesla.
0: I love it, though. That's yes. gutsy. I mean, it that's is. Gutsy, it gutsy, is. gutsy to say that, you know, and, and again, he doesn't care. He's, the one thing about Elon Musk is he's very bold. He's he's not righteous or know the Lord, but he's a very bold man. He, he, he has some good stands. He has some other weird stands. Uh, but either way, um, he compares the modern day uh, to the fall of Rome. Ooh. And the rise of Islamic arts and sciences, stating their separ- the separated societies allowed human progress to continue. What his argument was, Greg, is look: Rome fell because they were one world government. Yes. He said that was the mistake. He said since we've broken up in different segments, we've been successful as a world, which is true. And even goes on to say, I mean, look for example at the Islamic arts and sciences. The fact that they were broken off outside of the Roman government, they've excelled in their own culture and their own things. So that was kind of his approach. He said on Wednesday. And this will be next week. Uh, yeah, just kidding. Uh, on Wednesday, he gave brief <laughs> remarks at the World Government Summit, warning attendees to avoid excessive cooperation with this movement <laughs> because it could pose an existential threat. Everybody that came here to support this, I want to warn you: don't be a part of it. I mean, this is just this is classic. I love it. Yeah, and I quote, I, and he's he, you can see him kind of. Trying to say it in a, in a, um, uh, consumable way. Yes. He says, I know this is called the World Government Summit. But I think we should be a little bit concerned about actually becoming too much of a single world government. (laughs) If I may say, he went on, we want to avoid creating a civilization risk by having, frankly, this might sound odd, too much cooperation between governments. (laughs) The Tesla CEO continued, Musk referenced the fall of Rome, which took place in the 5th century as an example of a civilization collapse. Now, I find it interesting, Greg, that in a lot of the one-world government, he used Rome as a, as an example of how it won't work, because it did collapse, but now we know in the Bible, that says that Rome's going to be revived, and Rome itself, the example he's using, is going to come back, and it's going to be the leader of this one-world government. Think about it. I know. Rome is going to be revived as a one-world government, and they're having the World <laughs> Summit. He uses Rome as, a, as an example of how it fell. Um, again, it's, 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 it's very ironic in many different ways, uh, but either way, uh, you know, it's going to happen and it's going to be the revived Roman Empire that is on the way. And so uh, stay tuned to a Bible near you because you're going to see
1: it take place. Yes. Well, that is Pastor Mark Kirk who is helping us understand the signs of the times. It's our weekly review of Bible prophecy in the world's news on W I A M L P Knoxville a weekly radio broadcast that will become podcast number 297. Mm -hmm. Available, yes, magically appears. And it's magically delicious (laughs) as well. Yes, that's right. Uh, Available to subscribe and listen through wherever you get your podcasts. And now... You've got me. Time for a listener question, Pastor Mark. This comes from Barry, who I think is a first-time contributor, okay. uh, enjoying Signs of the Times out in Frisco, Texas. Great great to hear from you, Barry. And uh, his question is regarding the rapture, vanishing, or a slow ascent. Here's his question. I recently listened to a prophecy conference online, and one of the speakers said something I had not really heard before. He said that perhaps Second Kings chapter two verse eleven says When the rapture of the church occurs, we will not be caught up and vanish from the earth, but we may be caught up slowly so others will see us. He gave examples of Elisha witnessing the chariots come from heaven and take Elijah away. Another example was when Jesus ascended into heaven from Acts chapter one verses nine through eleven. Scripture says that he was able to be seen. And the third example he gave was from Revelation chapter 11, verse 12, when the two witnesses ascended into heaven. I would appreciate your thoughts on this. Yeah, that's a great question. I actually have never heard anybody claim this before. Yeah, very uh, this interesting. Is the first
0: time. Uh, I disagree, and I'll tell you why in just a second. But I've never heard anybody even claim it. It is, uh, and funny, I have a drawing of the rapture that a friend of mine did, where he shows people floating up, and they're floating up slowly. There's like a whole string yes. of people, and they're all different shapes. It's kind of wobbly in the yes. body, which again, it wouldn't be even if that was the case. Um, and and again, I I you know there could be something that I'm missing here, but it, from Scripture, it makes it pretty clear to me that no, it's not going to be a slow ascension, Barry. The Bible makes it clear. Actually, it's going to be something that is going to be very very fast and sudden listen what it says in um, uh, first Corinthians uh, chapter 15 verse 51 Paul writing he says this behold I tell you a mystery we shall not all sleep but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye so it's going to be a twinkling of an eye now I've heard guys try to scientifically describe what the twinkling of an eye is and they give some equation to it but, I mean, that's man's twinkling of an eye. Who knows what it means to God? It just gives the idea in Scripture, it's going to be so quick you won't even know it. It's like, what was that? where they go? So it's going to be super fast. Nobody's going to slowly float to heaven. We will just boom. Suddenly, from what it says here in First Corinthians 15, be in the clouds with the Lord. There it is, and then He will again take us with Him to the wedding supper of the Lamb, and we'll be with Him there until He comes back to rule and reign for a thousand years. So, although I see the the um, examples He's trying to use there as far as the ways that others were were taken. Um, you know, Elijah wasn't really raptured. Elijah was just taken. Um, and, and that kind of thing. The, the, the two witnesses, um, you know, they were just taken back to heaven. Jesus just went back to heaven. You know, that's, it's, it's a different use of that. So no, I, I wouldn't agree with him. I don't know who it is. I'm not saying they're a false teacher or anything like that. Uh, I think they're, they're applying something they've seen, but maybe they haven't considered 1 Corinthians chapter 15.
1: Um, well, in 1st Thessalonians, when it talks about being caught up. Right. And then that word there in the original language is the word harpazo, which right. means to be taken away violently or snatched away that's a good
0: point it does it means to be grabbed very quickly and yanked yes it shows that it's not going to be slow it's going to be very very quick that's a great another great example
1: well because a lot of people will argue well i don't believe in rapture because i can't find it in the bible and the problem is is that you've got to do the language study to understand that okay harpazo was translated to raptus when the latin vulgate came in and that's where we get our english word rapture it's I mean, that's well, yeah. just well, the a bottom, matter of yeah, that. yeah,
0: the bottom line is the word harpazo is the word that's used. Yes. There. And the word exactly. harpazo means to snatch away violently, to snatch away quickly. Yes. And, and then he gives further definition at the twinkling of an eye. Rapture is just a translated word. It's just a Latin yeah. translated word like anything else. So people that they just don't understand when they say that, but no, a great question, but I think yeah. that's not correct, um, biblically or prophetically. It's going to be super fast, twinkling of an eye, a sudden yanking out of here and we're done. It would kind of be weird floating up slow, actually. You'd be like, ah, you know? Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. But either way. It's, it's like, haven't we be had a... enough
0: of this place yet? Yeah, it's not going to be, but they're probably shooting at us on the way up. <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: probably right. One last chance to That's get those right. Christians. That's right. You know, target yes. practice before they're gone, but either way. Well, Barry, thank you so much for your question. And if you've got a question like Barry, we encourage you to visit uh, thewaymedia.net. Just click Signs of the Times and you'll find out where you can ask your question for Pastor Mark to answer on the air. Yes. All right, let's get to our smorgasbord of everything disgusting uh, and its pestilence, plagues, disasters, and corruption. Heavy on the corruption here as we go to Fox News. Dated January 27th, our friends up in Canada have halted assisted suicide program for the mentally ill due to a lack of doctors.
0: The doctors refused to do it. That's what's going on. What's interesting, Greg, about this, if you just read this article and you didn't know what's been going on up in Canada, you would think, oh, good, this is good. They're backing away from assisted suicide. No. No, they're not. They have moved forward aggressively in assisted suicide. They've just now gone so far as to say, you know what? And and you know what? We're going to add to this. If you've got any kind of mental issue, you can kill yourself and we'll help you kill yourself. It's just murder. It is murder that Trudeau's trying to do. Teen depression. You don't want I mean, to live anymore? Think about that, Greg. Think it's... about those moments of teen depression. This is just so absurd. I'm so glad they at least stopped this. Canada offers medically assisted death to terminally and chronically ill people. Uh, but the plan to extend the program to people with mental illness has divided Canadians. Uh, the New York Times reported. In other words, somebody has a conscience. Praise the Lord. Some critics attribute the problem to a lack of adequate psychiatric care in the country. The controversial policy would allow anyone in Canada with an incurable medical condition to apply for assisted suicide, even if the disease is not terminal, which makes the law one of the most liberal assisted suicide programs in the world. Listen to this, this statistic here, Greg. Over 13,000 Canadians were euthanized as a part of the program in 2022. The Daily Mail reported. Amazing. They killed 13,000 of their own citizens just because they said, you know, I don't want to live anymore. I want to die. I, I, you know, this is just a complete disregard for life and a turning away from God
1: again. Well, you know, and and I I would really not want to use the, the term liberal, but I would want to use the term satanic. It is. And here's it is why. Demonic. It's because, demonic. Because Jesus himself said the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's right. And that's, that's right. exactly what we're seeing here. It's cloaked to make it look like, hey, we really care about people. And if you really don't want to be here, well, then we want to give you a way out. That's right. That's right. It's
0: evil. It is it's evil. truly evil. And uh, I'm so glad that at least here's the thing. They're still going to be doing the assisted suicide for everybody else that wants to that falls in the categories. So they're still going to be murdering yeah. their own people yeah. uh, and allowing them to kill themselves. I, I, they're the ones guilty of the murder, but they just can't now do the mentally ill. First of all, mentally ill. How do you you could be saying you want to die and you're mentally ill? You don't know what you
1: want. The whole thing is so absurd and evil. You know, it, it kind of fits along with this whole gender confusion thing. You know, in some ways, yeah, and also the
0: evolution, survival of the fittest. Hey, they're they're lesser beings. Go ahead and let them die. It is the mm-hmm. arrogance. It's arrogant. It's prideful. It's evil. It's demonic. It's everything that's not God.
1: Yeah. All right, Pastor Mark. Our next article comes from CBS News. This uh, dated a little while ago, January seventeenth. Uh, world leaders are gathering to discuss Disease X. Yes, and and not that's not X, formerly known as Twitter right uh here's what to know about the hypothetical pandemic
0: yeah i want to spend a little bit of time on this yeah. this is something i know that probably most of our listeners have heard about greg because if you're listening to signs of the times you're kind of keeping up with the world events but they're they're planning and preparing for the next big pandemic already making vaccines <laughs> how do you make a vaccine for something that doesn't right. yet exist exactly and, and greg here's the thing look pandemics are typically about every 90 to 100 years well they're claiming we just had one which now it's kind of looking like it, that it really wasn't a pandemic this last thing they're saying now really wasn't a pandemic it was kind of um, um created by fear and other a things. pandemic it, yeah i mean and people really died but it wasn't because of some natural pandemic it was really man influenced in many ways i don't get too sidetracked sure. on that. i'm just gonna yeah. say the bottom line is now they're saying even if that was a pandemic okay I mean, let's play along. play along for a minute it's only been three years Two or three years. Historically, it's about every hundred. Well, now they're saying, nope, we got to get ready for the next one here in the next couple years, next year or two, and we're already making vaccines for it. This is a money-making machine. They use fear to freak people out. There are going to be some things maybe that really will cause people to die. We now know that this thing was released from the Wuhan lab in China. They've now verified that. So um, whether or not they're going to release something else or what's going to happen, we don't know. So it may be real. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it might not be real, but I'm saying it's being manufactured rather than simply something's happening naturally, and it's being manipulated to make money. Don't live in fear. You have to know that God's going to be the one that takes care of us and realize that I believe there are forces, demonic forces that are deceiving us. This is much higher than man. This is the last days. Matthew 24 talks about in the last days, plagues will increase. I think some natural, I think some maybe not so natural. And we may be looking at disease X uh, coming up right now. Listen to what it says. World leaders gathered at the world economic forums, annual meeting in Davos, Switzerland on Wednesday to discuss disease X, a hypothetical virus. Now get this 20 times deadlier than COVID-19. How do you know that? Unless you've got something planned, how do you know it's 20 times worse than COVID-19? How do you know that? Unless you've got something planned, how do you make vaccines in advance for something that doesn't yet exist? It says, while such a virus isn't known to currently exist, researchers, scientists, and experts are hoping to proactively come up with a plan to stop something that doesn't exist.
1: So create a solution for there's no problem.
0: Yeah, they're going to combat such a virus and prepare the health system um, uh, if it were to emerge as a pandemic. A possibility, one expert told CBS News, that could happen sooner than we think. Yeah, they're saying they want to do it in 2024. Well, it's an auction. They're already coming out and saying, Greg, we're looking for disease X in 2024. I mean, it's like you can't broadcast that something's fishy any more than this. Listen, I quote... There are strains of viruses that have very high mortality rates that can develop the ability to transmit efficiently from human to human, said Dr. Amish uh, Adalja of Johns Hopkins Health Security. The WHO says the virus, and I quote, represents the knowledge that a serious international epidemic could be caused by an unknown pathogen, and I'll add, or an unknown scientist, (laughs) a deadly pathogen like Disease X, which would likely be a respiratory virus. They're already saying what kind it's going to be. You get this. They're telling us. They're broadcasting it's going to be in 2024. It's going to be a respiratory virus. All right, it's going to be 20 times more deadly than COVID-19. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know, because fear is a huge thing to build in here. But how do they know this? It says, according to them, it'll be respiratory, uh, could already be circulating in the animal species, but it hadn't jumped to humans yet. Now, Greg, this is interesting to me, because here's something else that to me is is very, very concerning, and maybe many of our listeners have seen this video. I've seen it. More than once, where Bill Gates was like, he was like saying, look, people didn't take the COVID-19 seriously enough. He said the next one they will.
1: Yes, I I remember that.
0: And he said, because it's going to affect the children. How does he know there'll be a next one? And how does he know it it will affect children? See that that's that's concerning to me. They're broadcasting. There's going to be something else, and this time children are going to be the main targets. Because see, with with COVID nineteen, children were fine. There wasn't any that died. It was it was no big deal. Yeah. But now they're saying this next one will, and I, I just go, you know, I all I know. Look, I. I'm not about the whole people talking about conspiracy theories. I'm just telling you what's really going on here and what my eyes clearly see and my ears clearly hear and what they themselves are saying. They broadcast last time, Greg, for those who had ears, three months before COVID came out, uh, Joe Biden was talking about a COVID pandemic.
1: He he tweeted
0: I heard it. It was three months. You read it. It was three months. That's before nobody even heard of it. And suddenly, here it is, right? Well, now they're broadcasting again, disease X, respiratory, uh, children affected, 20 times stronger um america needs to wake up people need to wake up and we need to say look we're not we need to fight against this and and really just say we're not going to stand for this we're going to fight back in whatever form and fashion that means making our voice heard making our voice known preparing ourselves mentally whatever that means
1: well you know i Scripturally, what popped in my brain when you said this, Pastor Mark, was Second Timothy one seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of right. love, power, and a sound mind. That's right. And for the Christian, that's true. So if you're a believer and you're fearful, then we, you need to understand that fear is not coming from God.
0: That's right. That's right. It's either you or the enemy.
1: Exactly. Or the two. You know. And so we need to we need to trust God in this that He is sovereign. He's in control even over all of this. But what's uh-huh. what's amazing to me as they go out and they telegraph this that this also it's this isn't a conspiracy theory as much as it's revealing the underpinnings of prophecy yeah the bible is very clear that in the latter days deception is going to be a major tool through which uh, satan is going to carry out right. his plans that's right And and so what's amazing is is that the plans are being telegraphed gotten and, and it's not because We're special other than the fact that God, by his grace, has given us the ability to see what his word says and and discern the signs of the times and that these two are lining up. This is what's happening. But there's people out there that don't see the telegraph. And, and they're and they're like, and, and so now fear, and it's like, they're not even questioning, how do you know about something that hasn't happened yet, yeah. that's going to happen in the future? Why are you working on a solution for which there is no problem? Greg, they're
0: giving us statistical facts about a virus that they say doesn't yet exist.
1: Yeah, uh, such
0: details. I mean, how do you know this? Well, you I thought, how we, do you know what year it's going to happen? How do you know how strong right. it's going to be? How do you know what vaccines you're putting together supposedly to fight it? I mean, I just... I just, it's amazing to me, the yeah. blindness. Yeah. But, you know, Greg, we have to remember, our eyes have been open. We know the Lord. God has opened our eyes. But I mean, it is truly broadcast. You couldn't be out in the public more open with this. No. I mean, it's, there's nobody hiding anything. And when it happens, you're going to see everybody just jumping right in line to whatever. And, and here's the thing I want to remind our listeners. Look, if you are susceptible to, to it, it, it appears it's going to be something respiratory. This that's what they're broadcasting. So if it is indeed respiratory and you have weak lungs or this and that, I get it. You've got to be careful. You don't want to just throw yourself in a situation where you could easily die. But God said in the last days that when these plagues take place, we're still supposed to go to church. He said that. He said when these plagues take place... In the last days, don't forsake the assembling together as you see the day of the Lord approaching. That's the last days, as you see the day of the Lord approaching. And so last time you can see that Satan was not only trying to create fear and to do all these things and and whatever, he was also disrupting the church. It's going to be a major push against to get people not to go to church, don't gather together. If There's going to be this push. The mask, which did nothing we know now scientifically, and by thousands of studies, they had zero effect. People are already putting them back on. So you're going to see a whole push again for something we know doesn't work. You're going to see a whole push again for vaccines. They're now coming out and saying they've admitted that the COVID-19 shots didn't do anything. As a matter of fact, they've admitted their own companies. It actually calls people to catch it more. These are things, Greg, for people go read the articles. They're admitting it. It's out there. Now they're saying here comes another one, and you're going to see everybody running and scurrying again in fear, and I think it's just going to further this one-world unity, this one-world government, and I think it's also going to probably once again disrupt the flow of the church, and I hope that the true church makes a stand and says, no, you know what? I'm going to, we're going to continue to assemble together as God had said, and if we die, then we go to heaven. I mean, again, we're not going to be foolish, we're going to be wise, but we can't forsake the assembling out of fear when God told us in the last days not to forsake the assembling.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, this isn't going to be the last we're going to hear about this. No. For sure. Especially in this year. Hello. I don't think there's anyone the perfect in here. song for this article. Yes, uh, this is from Fox Business. Speaking of Elon Musk, uh, the uh, the it's different sides of Elon. This is from Fox Business, dated January 29th. Elon Musk says the first human patient received a Neuralink brain implant, yeah. and is recovering well.
0: Yeah, well, the Muscovites out there are no doubt rejoicing over this one, those guys that love his stuff, and is, that he's doing whatever, um, and and again, it's the, the first human to receive the Neuralink cyber, uh, cybernetic implant did so on Sunday, recovery recovering well. And, and note this, I want our listeners to realize, a machine does this, a computer goes in there and does it, and they put this thing literally in your gray matter, it's in the brain, and then connect it in, okay? In the announcement, Neuralink said the precise robotically implanted brain-computer interface... Prime uh, study would <laughs> would evaluate the safety of the company's implant and for the Prime directive, yes, and surgical robot while assessing whether the device can help paralyzed people control external devices with their thoughts. On Sunday, the first implant was placed in a human. Now, look, well, let me finish reading, then I'll tell you how this is being presented. The tech mogul also uh, tweeted that the first version of Neuralink is called telepathy, explaining that it enables people to control their phone or computer. And through them, almost any device just by thinking. Hmm. Um, It's amazing to me how many people control their phone and computer today by not thinking. Um, And I go on with the quote, initial users will be those who have lost the use of their limbs, Musk, Musk said. Imagine if Stephen Hawking could communicate faster than a speed typist or auctioneer. That's the goal. Now, all right, I get it. For a person who's paralyzed, they can't move. What do you have to lose? If they could put something in your brain that you could begin to move again or make things happen, at least there'd be some measure of life. So being presented to a person like that, I could see the appeal.
1: That it improves anatomical motor skills, Not, it doesn't affect your neurological yeah but they hope to eventually what they're
0: progressing toward is everything yes they're trying to progress toward everything of course you look at somebody that's got the muscles atrophy and the things are working there's not much they could do probably but they're talking about they hope to make your limbs move and your brain and all but just by thinking that's that's the hope but this is like this is like i heard what one guy said this is like implanting pong uh, into your brain and not waiting for you know um, uh, Halo or whatever these I don't even do yeah. I don't even do this whatever supposed to yeah. whatever whatever the sophisticated yeah. games are today, this is Pong, so you just let somebody put Pong in your brain. You know, boop, boop, boop. I mean, think about it. I'm not, and I, but anyway, for somebody paralyzed, Greg, I get it. I see some. Why not chance it? If I die, I don't have any life. Well, if anyway. they've got
1: Parkinson's disease, or you know, different. Yeah. There's, there, there's well, my different... wife can't park, but I love it. will help that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry uh, i don't think tracy's listening yeah i
0: know I, 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 she's me. not anyway okay. anyway you're right so but greg you know what's going to happen cool man i want to be a, a cyborg i want to yeah. be a robot I oh, there's going to be
1: people absolutely and, and yes.
0: he even talked in his speech about it'll be up here you'll be able to unscrew the hole and and take it out and put the new update you unplug the
1: it upgrade like and you plug yeah. in the new yeah.
0: put a new RAM. sim card or whatever yeah, whatever in your, yeah br- I mean, wow. now, again, it'll be interesting to see how long this guy lives. I don't know that he'll live very long. I I, 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 I think that when they've done this with animals, a lot of the animals have died. Yeah. Um, but, and maybe even all, I, I don't know if any have lived yet with this long term or not, but I could see how somebody's saying, that, you know, hey, look, we improved it, this is new and improved, whatever, and you don't have your life anyway, I'll try it. I, I could easily see people volunteering to do this. But now the biggest picture here, look, okay, that's wild science. But again, we're now getting closer to the mark of the beast. It's not going to be something placed on the brain. It's going to be on your forehead or on your hand. But there's going to be the same type of technology, Greg, that will that will connect to you and other things. And can you can control things and do other transactions and be controlled by others, namely the Antichrist.
1: Well, and what it's doing, it's conditioning society globally to to accept becoming one with technology because when we become one with jesus we do it by by the power of his holy spirit yeah satan doesn't have that capability so he has to use technology as a way to be the holy spirit yeah in order to create that oneness with him because he's mocking or imitating what god is doing yeah
0: you're exactly right and uh you know it's it's um it's 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 it's, for some people maybe exciting but to me it, it just shows us we're that much closer i believe to the mark of the beast yeah
1: all right well let's end this show pastor mark with some good news yes this is from fox news dated january 29th how this church in San Francisco is evangelizing the nuns? Please, now that's N O N E S, yes. not N U N S, yes, not the Catholic Church, not the Catholic Church. So, but, please explain all this. Any good
0: news out of San Francisco, Francisco. is yes. good news. Yes. If a person were to ask a teenage Russ Ewell uh, where he thought his life would end up, probably the last thing he would have said is the executive minister at a uh, at a church in San Francisco and working hard to bring people to Jesus. Uh, Ewell, executive minister of Bay Area Christian Church, told Fox News Digital in a recent phone interview that his background makes him particularly dedicated to bringing the religiously unaffiliated, the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, as you said, to God. That is a category where many people put themselves now, they say, I just don't believe anything, rather mm. than calling themselves okay. agnostic or sure. whatever. As a teenager growing up in Grand Rapids... Uh, he had a lot of friends who were religious, yet he personally wouldn't have anything to do with it. Looking back, he said his teenage he would probably describe himself in the teenage years as agnostic. I didn't want to go to church. I didn't go to church. That changed during college when he met a man who play, he played basketball with who led him to Christ. After I got to know him, I learned he was a Christian and began to give the Bible a chance. And of course, became a believer after dedicating his life to Christ. Yule set aside his political aspirations and turned to ministry, much to the shock of his family and friends. Pew Research published its report last Wednesday. The identical results were found in Yule of these uh, and his church have have a special de, uh, a special dedication to bringing the nuns to faith. So they're talking about the results they're having and seeing this uh, apparently a good response to those that are that are being affected by this church. It is his hope that much like his own encounter with Christianity through the world of sports, He's able to reach those who were just like he was and bring them into the faith. So he's using, like, even if the guy used basketball to share the gospel and bring him in, he wants to use sports to bring these kids in, give them a purpose, and then share the gospel with them. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. Part of that is breaking down the cultural barrier between people of faith and the nuns. And so, again, I applaud these guys. This is definitely good news. Way to go there in San Francisco. Um, it's exciting to, to hear what he's doing and how to reach people. What a blessing. And, again, inspiring to us to be doing that as well. But, you know, even as we do this show, Greg... It's It's interesting as we do this show uh, we know that a lot of people listen who don't know the lord and there's probably people today who've never made that commitment to jesus christ and as we finish with this article about leading people to the lord you know maybe god's been speaking to your heart maybe you've had friends around you telling you you know what jesus loves you Do you do want to come to church with me you need to know the lord and maybe you've been fighting it maybe you've been feeling the drawing of the lord or whatever the case might be i just want to encourage you today before we wrap this up make that decision for christ if you feel God drawing you in, the Bible says that's God's Holy Spirit. You don't naturally have that desire. God is giving you that desire. God is pulling you in like a tractor beam on Star Trek, you know? And maybe some May Star Trek lovers listening to this right now. And that's why God had me use that example. God is drawing you in right now, pulling you in by a tractor beam, saying, Look, I love you. I died for you. All you need to do is confess your sin, repent of your sin, believe that my blood paid for your sin on the cross turn to me, ask me to forgive you, give me your life, you'll be born again, you'll be mine forever in the kingdom of God, and I pray that's going out to whoever today needs the Lord and doesn't know the Lord, and you'll respond, because Jesus loves you, and look, it doesn't just happen in San Francisco, matter of fact, it rarely does, I'm thankful it is now happening in San Francisco, let God bring you into his kingdom, and you be a part of the kingdom, so I hope that that's reached some today. And um, again, if you have any questions, give us a call here at the church, uh, 865-609-1385. Again, 865-609-1385. We will have a pastor here to speak with you or someone who can help to explain to you what has happened as you've given your life to the Lord.
1: All right, Pastor Mark, thank you so much for that. And thank you, folks, for listening, whether you are live online or later on via one of our podcasts. Syndications, we appreciate your time and we hope you can make more time next week as we continue to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today are pointing to God's Word as signs of the times right here on WIAM.